and his boss is Michael Rappaport, who is like the biggest like I don't I don't even know what to call him, but he he's like one of the He's like I married a black woman and have two biracial kids, so I can say the N-word. Yeah, but Michael Rappaport is literally like that. I mean, I don't know if he says the N-word, but, like, he like has, he's like us. He's got a podcast. He just, like, spouts shit or, like, the whole time he's listening. And the way he talks is just in real life. It's like, yo, that shit is chump, fam. You know, he's literally, um, I don't know. I don't, I guess he's just kind of, like, hung around black people his whole life. And he's, um, he's actually, he made a really good documentary about a tribe called Quest. And he's clearly, um a massive hip-hop fan. But he is, like, Michael Rappaport, he's an interesting dude, and he's one of, like, the biggest appropriators of black culture. Right. And, like, every second of his earthly existence, like, in show business, basically. Those of us who have some context in regards to Michael Rappaport and know about his history, we know that it has to do with the fact that he's what you call, or what was called back in the, in the day, a quote-unquote wigger white boy. He's one of these guys who will try to out-nigger you. What do I mean by that? He's one of these guys who will try to go back and forth with you and try to see who can quote more hip-hop lyrics and, you know, he's going to call you son and my dude and all this other stuff. Why is that? That's part of a role that he plays. A lot of people don't understand that. That wigger white boy role is exactly that. It is posturing. He does not talk like that when he meets with Hollywood execs. You understand? That's not really him. That's a persona. So, I mean, that's him. <laughs> I think him and Spike Lee... So he's just Lee, playing himself? Yeah, him and Spike Lee, I think <laughs> at this point they were friendly. They fell out later because Spike Lee was, like, talking about gentrification. Uh, and I think Michael Rappaport was, like, gentrif... Yo! Yo, Spike, fam, that's chum. <laughs> gentrification is tight, yo. And he, he was like, Spike... Spike G, you live in your crib. For all right, I'm, I'm gonna start trying to do the Michael Rappaport. But he <laughs> he was he literally was like Spike. You live in like a massive house, and you, you basically yeah you're you're talking out of your ass. I think he literally said that. I mean, Spike lives on the Upper East Side. In the, <laughs> so I don't know what he's talking about. You know, neighborhoods change, life change, life changes. You know, Spike Lee. You know, went from, you know, being a Knicks fan, sitting in the blue seats. Now, you know, people evolve, things evolve, they get better. You know what I mean? And those neighborhoods in Brooklyn, the, the majority of the neighborhoods that have been gentrified were either abandoned. Williams Point, Williamsburg was a, was a joke in the 90s. It was like, you know, warehouses. It's good that it got better. <laughs> First of all, motherfucking rapports know what he's fucking talking about. Here's the thing, gentrification, what Michael Rapper left out because he's stupid, he did not, he not talk about the people who can no longer afford to live in Williamsburg, who can no longer afford to live in Fort Greene, who can no longer afford to live in Clinton Hill. Yeah. Yeah, it's better for you, for the people who moved in. Why, 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 let me ask you this. For the schools to get better in Fort Greene, why do we have gentrification? For the garbage to be picked up, why did, why happened because of gentrification? When you see white young women pushing their kids in strollers down 125th Street, three o'clock in the morning, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? There's more police present. Right, because it's safe. But where was the police before white people moved into Fort Greene? I mean, excuse me, Harlem. Yeah. And so they did fall out. I'm not sure if they've, like, like rekindled their friendship in recent years. But basically, long story short, it's an amazing piece of casting by Spike Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Nah, no, I think I think there might still be on the outs. He's not been any been in any of Spike Lee's recent films. Although he did work work with Clint Eastwood and Sully. 